Hey, this is Skylar. And this is Kara. And, and you're listening to Training Camp. Welcome back to Training Camp. It's the show where your boy Jay Beard, G-Bump, and it's Will's World over here talking about sports, talking about a podcast. Hey, we just thought, we talk about sports so damn much. Why don't we just throw it on a podcast, see if anybody listens. Guys, how are we doing today? How are you, boys? Thought it was going to be a good weekend for the Vols and the Titans. Started out good at halftime. Florida was down. That turned out to shit. And then Titans just got smacked. But we'll talk about that later. So not doing so hot, Will? Uh, just not to intrude on the rest of our podcast, but I think it was a great weekend for the Vols and the Titans. We saw that Florida is definitely not number eight material. Definitely beatable. We'll get to that. But uh, You're a lot more optimistic than I am. Titans, you got to take that preseason game with a grain of salt. Raining. Guys, I mean, like, I feel like as a Tennessee fan, we were both we, like we, everybody was a Miami fan this week. It felt like, I mean, like going for going for Miami this weekend was was heartbreaking. But at the same time, man, I mean, every time I see that that blue and orange, I just get this feeling in my gut. It's not a good one. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> all right, well, boys, how was your weekend? How was your weekend? First of all, I feel like we had a good weekend. Uh, went out. Uh, Thursday night, Friday night, first night out, uh, one of our best friends' 21st birthday parties. We decided to stay in Saturday night, uh, watch uh, the first college football game of the season, the big first big college football game of the season, Miami, Florida. First half looked good for Miami, uh, looked good for Vols fans. Florida's didn't look promising. I just can't wait to go to, like, just to hang out at the Bean, Cool Beans here in Knoxville, Tennessee, for y'all who don't know, on the weekends, right after Vols games. Here's some Rocky Top after we kick some ass. I mean, like, oh, that's the hope. That's the dream right there. All right, well, getting into our first segment that we want to start doing every single week. It's called uh, Tweet of the Week. Will, what do we got this time? I know <laughs> I sent this tweet to you at, like, 9.30 a.m. this morning, and I was like, I had no idea you'd be up. <laughs> and you said you couldn't go back to sleep after you heard this. So usually I'm... I stay up late. I sleep till 1, 1 p.m., 2 p.m., but <laughs> I woke up to this tweet this morning, and it's uh, from our from a random Twitter named Madden underscore Tron, <laughs> Give T-R-O-N. The- <laughs> Give Ca- it to me. Caption, Lamar, he's wide open. Throw the ball. And that's our boy, Donald Trump, saying, Ladies and gentlemen, I am officially running... <laughs> That's funny because Lamar, we know he can't throw the ball. And we know even if there's a wide open receiver, he's running the ball. So <laughs> Even when, uh, I mean, shoot, we just got Madden 20 uh, this week. And uh, usually, I don't know how y'all play it at home. But for us and uh, for house rules, we usually go uh, three teams. And then if you don't like your teams, you can pick a random. But you got to stick with that team. Anyway, Will's like, man, I just haven't played with Lamar yet. And I just know that when he plays with Lamar, I don't even have to worry. He's just going to run the ball. Back at QB. <laughs> It's just basically having a two-and-one, and you know what's going to happen. All right, boys, back to the weekend for a second. Not going to lie, wasn't the best weekend. Wasn't well, the worst either, though. Hey, hey, why is that, Griffin? All right, so first night out Thursday, yeah. So first night, sorority girls are all out with their friends. All the boys are going out. So Will and I end up in a <laughs> – how would you explain it, Will? What a kind of situation, situation were we in? We were in a little bit of a sticky situation. We went to a little pregame with some of our uh, sorority friends, and – Thinking it's all going to be normal, like a normal night out. 
Griffin's excited about the new uh, natural light seltzers. Oh, should we talk oh about? Oh my gosh, dude! Okay, natty light seltzers. <laughs> First of all, Griffin, you mind elaborating what kind of diet you're on right now? All right, Will and Jack giving me shit for it, as expected. I'm on the keto diet. Some of you people may have done this, probably know what it is. So essentially, it trains your body to burn. Long story short, it trains your body to burn um, fat for energy instead of carbs. So extremely low carbs. Eating high in fats. Jack and Will are giving me shit for it. Um, <laughs> Griffin's drink of choice, for the record, is a nice cold CBL, cold Bud Light. Bud Light can't beat. But on this, that's got carbs in it, boys. So I went with my old Natty Seltzers. Had to try them out. You guys tried them. First good, of all, not yeah. bad. First of all, really not bad. They taste good. I give them higher than not bad. I give them pretty solid. Like, if we're going to talk about, like, cost efficiency of, like, good seltzers these days, I think, like, low to high, you got Mermaid's. Your dollar ones here at Pilot. And then 6%. you got... I mean, they're okay. And 6% then you, is the key, man. You can't forget about that. Yeah. You just can't. You can't forget about We're how much We're talking about cost efficiency. Natural Light, sponsor me. Cheapest beer you can buy. sixteen ninety nine for a 24-pack. But old Griffin over here has never drank a... Or he has never constantly drank a 6% alcoholic beverage. And this weekend really taught him a lesson about... So I bought myself a 12-pack... Thinking it'll last me a few days of the Natty Seltzers, and I taste them and they're good. And so I drink however many, five, five of those, plus I had a few other drinks. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm totally fine. Forgetting until Will reminded me that they were 6% alcohol, which is 2% more than a regular beer. So let's just say the night did not end up as long as, <laughs> as I thought expected. it was going to be. We, de- we all have those nights, you know? We definitely gave Griffin shit the next day. Then. Will followed it up with a hell of a night of his own. <laughs> then, then Friday night comes around. <laughs> one, of, one, of, one of our best friends had a 21st. I, I bring eight Natty Ices like, hey, I can handle. We'll be good. Then her boyfriend buys me a couple shots at the bar. I buy myself a beer at the bar. Right when I lay down, I start spinning. I start losing count. Shoot, you're lo- yeah, you're losing count quickly, my man. I throw chunks. The, oh the, my, the, the uh, TMI. <laughs> the, the, night, the night after I make fun of Griffin for throwing trunks. So let's say the first weekend, su- successful, but also not successful, successful at the end of the night. So the boys are telling me, they're like, all right, Griffin's night one, Will's night two, Jack's night three. I refuse to even try. So we'll see what happens next. Next funny weekend, thing, boys, weekend update will be good next I week. I come into the, last thing, I come into the school year, the summer, saying this is going to be the year I'm not throwing chunks as will would say it put it a little <laughs> frank first freaking night out sure as shit there i am <laughs> but you know we all have those nights jack it's your turn next all right let's get to some sports boys dude back into it college football opening up week one here at camping world in orlando florida you got the u facing off against florida gators and man ah. I was pulling for the Canes so much that night, man. But, I mean, like, you can't do much with the, their their offensive situation. Got a young O-line, young quarterback, just didn't end up well. Somehow, it was a close game. I don't think I've ever laughed so much watching a football game in my oh life. Oh, my God. That was the biggest joke of a football game I've ever seen in my life. Florida coming in ranked at number eight. We're thinking, okay, maybe after their bowl game in Michigan last year, like, they could be something. They look horrible. Miami looks horrible. Fumbles everywhere. Interceptions everywhere. Florida on the last drive, pretty much game sealed. Four minutes left. Felipe Franks, Franks throws into triple coverage. Hey man, don't mess with him. This is what what do you say again? <laughs> what do you well, say hey, we'll play the audio right here. So stop playing with me. I do this. I do this. 
He said, I'm the one. Or Don't I, play with me. Quit playing with me. This is what I do. Quit playing with me or something yeah. like that. And then he throws a pick next drive. Says he's throwing it away. He throws it in a triple coverage. Uh, Miami walks backwards pretty much the next drive. Uh, Florida gets a PI on a fourth and 34 when the Holy when God. the pass oh is 25, 25 yards downfield. We're all sitting here on the couch. We are all sitting here on the couch, and we're like, all right, well, this game's pretty much pretty much over, right? Three, I believe it was three pass interference calls. It was either two or three. Something like that. And, and, and Griffin and I here are crying laughing. I had tears coming out of my eyes. Bro. We are crying laughing. I mean, if any of y'all keep up with baseball, it's like watching the Orioles play baseball. It's like a college team could beat them. This was like... Oh my God! This was like like a good high school team could have Fourth beat this. And either one of these teams. The one thing you can't have happen is you get a freaking penalty. The throw was like twenty yards long. It's probably ten yards short of the first down marker, and they freaking sling the receiver down, so then they toss a flag on the play. Bottom line, biggest takeaway: the Vols, they can beat Florida. I I could see us being ten and two, nine and three, like I said last podcast. I got shit for it for my friends, but. Nine and three, ten and two. Realistic after watching that game. Florida, not a good team. Felipe Franks, not a good quarterback. I still think you're very optimistic with those odds. I think you're optimistic too, but I will say, first game of the season, I expected some rust. Like obviously they're not going to be at their peak prime of the season. Miami and Florida first first game, but I mean, that was pretty inexcusable. They just looked like crap the entire way. That was that was more than rust. Florida takes it. Florida going into the season 1-0 and against their in-state rival, the Canes. Man, they celebrated pretty hard for an ugly game. Do we think they stay at number eight, though? No, absolutely Hell not. No. Dude, anybody who like even slightly understands college football knows that they're not going to be number eight. Knows that they shouldn't have been number eight coming in. I know that committee, though, is pretty biased. One, towards the SEC, which is fine. I believe in the SEC. But Florida, not the number eight team in the nation. If they are... It's not going to be a great year in college football. Have you ever seen a more Florida play, though, than faking the punt, getting it, a screen screen pass on the next play, going for like a 70-yard touchdown, and then Miami has the lead at the end. They fumble the punt at the five-yard line, and Florida just punches it in. How much luckier can you Especially get? Especially on that screen. Five missed tackles. That's inexcusable. Yeah, like, like Jesus. Florida, Florida earned – Florida had two give-me touchdowns on the 60-yard screen and the fumble punt on the five-yard line. Like, inexcusable. Uh, and any SEC team would have SEC team would have won that game if that same Florida team shows up. Now during that game, we got some very interesting news. I'm going to play the audio right here. Hello. This certainly isn't how I uh, envision this or plan this, uh, but but I am going to retire. Uh, this is not an easy decision. Uh, honestly, it's the hardest decision of my life. Andrew Luck retiring from football after seven seasons in the NFL. Oh, my God. I don't think Will's ever gotten up from the couch so fast. Well, well, we're sitting game. there on the couch watching this Miami game. Right when the third quarter starts. And I'm not going to yell on the mic, but here's what Will said. He goes, oh, my God, as <laughs> we all just get up. We think he's having a heart attack. We think he's having a heart attack. We're like, holy shit, like, what, dude, what's going on? And he goes, Andrew Luck's retiring from, from football. I have Schefner notifications, right? I'm – I'm an NFL junkie. I follow the NFL like none other, but... Big Adam Schefter guy. I know they're not going to believe me. I get up and say it. Of course they say, shut up. Like, that's probably Barry McCockner. Shout out. <laughs> like, yeah, you get a lot of NFL reporters, but I verified it before I said anything. I'm freaking out. That's changes the league, changes everything for the Titans. Boys. Happy for the Titans, obviously, but you got to feel sad for one at the same time. I mean, you like, got to feel sad for the guy because, I mean, like, 
you can't say anything bad about the guy. Number one, he's like a fantastic football player. Number two, he's a great guy. Number three, like he's eleven and zero against the Titans. In and like, freaking Colts fans want to boom off the field like dumbass. And Colts fans are booing him off the field. Like what? what <laughs> what's going on? That that's sad. Like he's given you everything he has. It's not like he's not trying out there. Like he just doesn't enjoy the game of football anymore. Like you can't get mad at him. Like. Andrew Luck, great guy. He compliments defensive ends, defensive tackles, linebackers when they sack him. Like he's like, nice hit, nice hit. The man is next to tears when he says a cuss word in an interview. Like, great guy. I understand that he's been mentally worn down from the game. Doesn't have joy in it. Doesn't want to play anymore. I will say next next day I'm watching Sports Center and there's a bunch of there's a bunch of speculation going on that uh, he is going to probably pull a Brett Favre and come back from. Whatever he's going through right now, whatever he has to do to get his mind straight, and I, I, I can honestly see Andrew Luck playing more football in the I future. I do well. not. I like. There's no way that I see him this being the end for him. There's, there's zero chance. I could see that. You want, you want me to go through real quick? Just yeah, injuries he went through. Give him a summary of the injuries that have mentally worn him down. He's been in rehab his entire career, pretty much. All right. So Colts fans want to boo this man off the field after all the great things he's done, and he's gone through. 2015, he had a sprained shoulder, missed a few games. Also had a lacerated kidney and par- partially torn abdominal lacerated muscle. Kidney. Lacerated kidney. I didn't even know kidney. about that one. Lacerated kidney. Um, meanwhile, if one of us or an average fan had one of those, a la- freaking lacerated kidney, sprained shoulder, partially torn ab, we'd be like out for freaking a month or multiple or multiple months, and he's just getting right up and playing football after two weeks in the NFL. Uh, reports of torn cartilage in 2016 and another concussion in 2016. And then 2017, the legendary year that we all know about. The big shoulder uh, shoulder injury, shoulder surgery, doesn't play the entire season. Um, returns in 2018, and then I guess this training camp, what Will, we know. Will, what is that? This training camp, what we know, <laughs> the calf strain. I feel like that was probably worse than what a lot of people had made it out to be because there's no way you just retire. That like, There's no way a calf strain is just like, that's the point where you're like, okay, I got to retire. That had to be worse than what people think, I believe. But, I mean, all the shit he went through, I think you got to give him some credit. I mean, of I, course you got to give him some credit, man. My opinion, which mirrors Colin Coward, not trying to copy him or anything, I don't think he ever comes back. I think he's had his time in football. He's enjoyed it. He's 29. Say he comes back at 32, 33, 31 even. He's not going to be the same quarterback. He'll still be amazing. He's always been amazing. Like I hate that as a Titans fan, but he's a great quarterback. Colin Coward agrees. I, in my opinion, he's never coming back. He's done. Hot, um, hot take. Hot take. Um, I don't think he quit because of his his injuries. What do you think? Marriage? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was he the just, stress of his social life and just, and his like real life outside of football. Yeah, he just got married this offseason. He just got married this offseason. It's taking a toll on his. I think he's got a kid on the way too. Like I, I seriously think like two years given a chance to figure it out. Like he still, I, I think he he could he could quite possibly come back for this. Don't know if he'll be with the Colts. To be completely honest, people can't, need to go ahead. Will sorry, can't he? One this season he can't come back for the Colts. If he came back for the Colts this season, since he participated in uh, training camp, no, 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 it wouldn't be this season. He'd obviously. have to pass waivers, which would never happen. But I think personally, bottom line, with Andrew Luck retiring, it's a sad, great guy, whatever. For the Titans, though. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> For the Titans. Clutch. <laughs> I had a couple of friends text me from the last podcast saying 11-5 was outrageous. I think now that Andrew Luck's out, 13-3, uh, and 12-5, that's our new – or 13-3, 12-5, and 
12 and four. That's our new ceiling. <laughs> Easily doable. That's a that's a, two new wins that we might have not had this season if Angelo was playing. Um, Titans win the AFC South. Uh, personally, did you not see that performance we just put on? Oh my God, we'll talk about that let, later. <laughs> let me let me get to our quick our quick betting instincts before. Yeah, go ahead. So right when he retired, probably five minutes after, me Griffin and Jack raged, hopped on Twitter. We hopped Six on six fifty odds in the bank. Holy cow! Previously, the Titans were at six plus six fifty. Last in the AFC South. Six fifty to win the AFC South. To, yeah, yeah, plus six fifty. Okay. A dollar, six dollars fifty cents for every dollar you bet. We were previously last in the AFC South for odds. We jumped on Bovada. I put sixty dollars myself on the Titans to win the AFC South. That's, Shit, I put twenty down myself. So did Griffin. I put. Kill twenty bill down. Yeah, yeah, we got we got sixty, twenty, and twenty. I'm gonna win three hundred ninety dollars in the Titans <laughs> in the AFC South. That's like a give me. Since then, Bovada has not posted the new odds. We'll update you on the next podcast. AKA, the- if you see Will at the Bean on Sundays, um, after we clinch the clinch the conference oh, championship, it will be bunch. Divisional championship. Give him, give him. Give uh, we're, we're, him ask him for a beer because he'll be he'll be rolling. We're raging with that three ninety when we win the AFC South, but. <laughs> Bovada has not, since then taken it down. We have not seen the new odds for the AFC South. I think it'll be interesting. Uh, ESPN had us barely behind uh, the Texans. Uh, they give us a 30.4% chance, the Texans 30.9% chance. Yeah, like neck and neck. Um, I honestly think we're going to be second second favorites behind the Texans, but uh, they, we jumped the Jags, which doesn't make really sense in the be- from the beginning odds, but... I think we have a great chance to win the AFC South now, especially not having to face the Andrew Luck and the Colts, just Jacoby Brissett and the Colts, which their roster is horrible beyond Andrew Luck. I mean, it's tough, man, because I, I want the Titans to do well. Please do not get me wrong when I say that, but God, it's just, after even <laughs> we, just, we just watched that shitty ass so game. It's so hard, man. <laughs> like 11-5, and five, I'm like, who wins that every year? Like the Panthers win that every year. The Panthers go that every year. The the Patriots, that's their floor, it seems like. And then after watching the preseason this last preseason game here against the Steelers, like I know we're playing our like four string defense, but Josh Dobbs is shredding. <laughs> Marcus Marcus played one drive. Two drives. We got two Okay. Two, one and a half. I, one and a half. Vrabel was pissed about the protection for Mariota, which totally agree. Mariota's 0 for three with a took a safety in the end zone that he had I mean he wasn't going to scramble or throw that away but like if we're going to go 11 and 5 or whatever we'll say in 13 and 3 we got to freaking protect Marcus honestly 12 and 4 is my prediction but preseason in the rain take it with a great assault preseason means nothing I've always been an advocate for that rain in the preseason we're taking starters out we're not trying to tear ACLs we saw what happened to Lamar Miller which also gives us better hopes to win the AFC South they don't have the starting running back anymore preseason don't worry about it we're gonna be fine marcus is gonna be fine marcus is a potential comeback of the player year uh potential mvp in my opinion but i know that's a very a very bold opinion griffin i i I feel like you and i balance will out real well we (laughs) like to call him out on his bullshit Granted, again, Will Will has some pretty hot takes, and they come true like a decent percent of the time. Yeah. But playing devil's advocate here, what do you see as far as like potential hurdles that we have? Because I mean, like, granted, 
our division is still like decently tough. I mean, you have Nick Foles playing quarterback in Jacksonville. I agree. Like, what what do you see as threats to us being in in, in Will's takes? I do think people underestimate the Jags. I mean, the past two seasons, the national media like wanted to stroke off the Jags, which I didn't understand that at all. Blake Bortles is absolute garbage. Hey, but, remember May's watching. Sorry, mom. Yeah, she's <laughs> she. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I think people are under underappreciating the Jags because the only step, the only piece they had keeping them from having a really good team was Blake Bortles, and now they have Nick Foles. So I think they could be better than most people anticipate. But we're still going to sweep them because we have their number, and Jalen Ramsey doesn't know what he's doing, and is probably going to play for the Titans in the next few years, which is one of my bold takes. Um, but I think team-wise, the one thing we have to do is block. I mean, the O-line has got to freaking block and protect Marcus. So, I mean, we saw Saffold in the first preseason game get knocked on his butt, and then whoever it was, Ben Jones and Saffold, let up the safety this game. So, And Vrabel's freaking pissed about the protection in his postgame press conference. Dude, I mean, like, we've invested in our offensive line. We've invested over the past – Five years? That's I mean, what's when, so frustrating. When did we draft uh, Lawan and Conklin? Lawan was in Johnny Manziel's draft, so 2012? No, that was no, like no, 14. No, no, no. That was like 14. 14 yeah. Okay. Conklin was in 2013. He was either the year before or the year after. I think he was the year after. I we think had, it was the year we, after. We had Lawan. Okay. Yeah, but, we had I Luan mean, like, we, like, long story short, we've been investing in our offensive line. And we've pretty much sold out to Mariota at this point, which, again, I'm fine with. But uh, as history has shown, he's not going to start all 16 games. I'm sorry. He's not even going to start 15 games. I'm sorry. It's a hot take if he even starts 12, in my opinion. And I, I, I just don't see us being, like, a legitimate contender for, like, even a conference championship unless we can, like, really show something this year. And, I mean... We, we've got the weapons to do it. I just think it's it's about time to, to nut up or shut Dude, up. I just freaking watch the, that preseason game, and I'm like, all right, I'm hyped up. Third preseason game, like the starters are going to play. That's what a lot of teams usually do is third preseason game. They play the starters. And I get so hyped up, and then we come out, and we go, whatever, three and out. Then we get a freaking safety, and then Marcus doesn't play the rest of the game. And then I'm, my opinion, I'm just like, come on. I mean, I. Well, what do you want to see? What do you want to see differently? You just want to see him play like a quarter, like two quarters, like a half. I mean, I expected like at least a full quarter. I'm not. I'm not upset that he didn't play. Yeah. I'm just upset yeah. that he went. This it wasn't his fault at all, but he went no. over three, took the safety, and then we're just gonna say, all right, like you're done for the night. And he's probably not gonna play in the fourth preseason no. game, so no. we're gonna go into the regular season with that momentum. Well, you saw Vrabel too. He said, we just don't want to get him hurt, which I get that. Totally understand that. And and it's raining. It's pouring down rain in Nashville tonight. And Marcus is a piece of sheet glass back there. Honestly, we got to keep him in for the snaps that he's going to be good for, a.k.a. regular season. It's just like last preseason game, Vrabel was not happy because the offense got out to a slow start. And then he put him out there for an extra drive that they weren't going to get, and they finally scored. And then this preseason game, the third one, they come out slow again, and then Marcus just comes out. Like, can we start the game strong? Like, can we not? Does it, Why does it take us eight minutes and we're down ten points for us to actually start playing well? Dude, it always does. I know. It always does. And, I mean, I mean, flipping off on a tangent here, I feel like the Titans and the Vols are in a very similar place that they always, like, we all, we're just investing so much, and it's about time we see something pay off. I mean – it's gonna be it's gonna be great seeing a decent offensive line here for the Vols and seeing what 
the Jarrett Garantano can do after four years of him being like a hopeful for us uh, after Dobbs left. So, I mean, I think it's going to be really a crucial year for not only the Titans, but for the Vols. And, hey, man, starts next week. What do you got, Will? Again, last thing for the Titans, but Titans preseason game three. But take it with a grain of salt, obviously, it's the preseason. But tackling, I know it's pouring down rain, but tackling's got to be better. Offensive line has to be better. Besides that, I'm happy, except for there was one play call, third and ten. We yeah. hand the ball off to Deion Lewis. Like, there's no – it's Marcus's – if you know Marcus is going to play two drives, throw the ball in third and ten. Like, there's – even in, in the regular season, throw the ball in third and ten. There's no reason to run a halfback draw on third and ten. I wonder if Rabel knew that that was going to be his last one. You know, I, you never know. Like, when you, you see those guys come off the sidelines, if Marcus is like, hey, man, I'm done. Yeah, like, we I, never know what the like, game is. I wonder is. if Rabel is like, hey, man, you just you just call it. Like, you're going to play two quarters, like, max. But if you don't feel comfortable back there in the pocket, like, just come out. Come out. If we're so scared on third and ten, I hate, like, I hate shitting on the coaches because we don't know anything, honestly, when it comes to, like, what plays were being called and stuff but like if you're that scared of marcus being hit on a third and ten for him to drop back and pass and you're gonna run it then why is marcus in in the first place with our complete starting offensive line too yeah. like so, like you shouldn't be at that point in the preseason but i i agree we'll see well i mean this also goes back to that conversation that we had last week with like the uh like the amount of preseason games that we want to see like this in my opinion is like the reason why and and i, I think that the preseason is more of like Obviously, it's more for the team rather than the fans, but like, it just gives us a false sense of like what's actually going to be the storyline for this yeah. next this coming season, and it never is what it seems to be. So honestly, week one will be the start of uh, everything, man. It's going to be interesting to see what what they got up their sleeve. But I mean, again, it seems like we have all the weapons. It's just we got to learn how to use them. Just give me something, Titans. Give me Something. a and give me an OC for more than like two years, Arth- more than one year. That's the thing about Arthur Smith. I'm I know he's been on the staff for eight years. I think him and Marcus made this playbook together. There, I know we don't show. We probably show thirty percent of it in the preseason, but I'm excited to see what we actually break out. I agree. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, what about the balls? Balls like what? What are we? What are, What are we seeing? What are we excited about in this? Since our first game is Saturday, what do you, What do you want to see from Georgia State? This Georgia State game that we will do. Three things for me. Number one, got to beat them big. Number two, I got to see production out of our offense. And number three, we got to stay healthy. What is beating them big? What does that mean? Shoot, man. I don't know. Like three scores? I mean, I, okay. I want I want our offense to come out. I don't know if you meant like beat them by 50 or beat them by 17. I don't – I mean, so beat them by at least three scores? Beat them by at least three scores. I want, I want, our, first, I want our first team offense to come out. I really do. I want them to like come out in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I really think that that would be like a successful game to where we're like, all right, man, we got at least we got a little bit of momentum going for this BYU game. And I think BYU is going to be more of a challenge than I think than or than we think. From, I think BYU is going to be a, a tough challenge for us. From from the Georgia State game, all I want to see is a smooth first offense. Everybody out there, first defense. Everybody out there. Um, I think we need to win at least by thirty. Um, I know we're not that confident in our backup quarterbacks right now uh, from what we're hearing, but I would like to see them get uh, get some time. J.T. Strout, uh, Brian Maurer. Oh, I'm super confident get some in Jarrett. Li- get some live reps. No, I'm super confident in Jarrett, too. I just want to see our backup quarterbacks also get some live reps and look good in case Jarrett has to come out for a few plays or, hell, a game. 
later on in the season. I want to I want our backup quarterbacks to get rep reps. I want to see our new linebacking core. I want to see our defense. I'd like them to shut them out. I'd like them to keep them under 10 points is what I realistic, realistically think. No, I think that's so attainable, too. I, I think a, a 40 to 10 game, what I'd be satisfied with. 40 to 10? I, I, could do, <laughs> I, I could do 40 to 10. Yeah, I mean, Vols, I guess, is kind of similar for the Titans for me. Just we haven't had much O-line production in the past few years. I mean, last year, Jarrett didn't have any protection, and he still uh. performed pretty well. I mean, I said that in the last podcast. If you can give him any protection – He's going to perform, in my opinion. And, I mean, playing Georgia State, I when we drop back to pass, he better have some freaking time to throw. What it, about prediction? Let's, let's hear a, a prediction that would make you happy. For Georgia Andy. State? Yeah. Um, honestly, I don't know much about Georgia State. I'll, any dub is a dub. I guess I'll take it. But I'm saying at least if they score over 17, I'll be a little bit surprised because I think Pruitt – has this defense in their second year, um, so oh, they yeah. should be pretty pretty solid. I think under ten would be like a good a, a good. I mean, Georgia State's guarantee. been a football program for four or five years now. Like they're pretty much among the college football aspect a new football program. I mean, this is their charity game, dude. We're paying them so much money to come here. Yeah, and if play you, us. If you want an actual score prediction, though, I'll go like us forty-two to thirteen. I'm going thirty-five. That. Thirty-five ten. Cool. Really? Well, only 35? I'm going 35-10. Okay. And, and I say that only because of one thing, because I, I do think our, our, our first-team offense is going to do so well that, oh, dude, I don't know, man, because honestly, Pruitt, Pruitt would be that guy who just would keep, keep, him, in, keep yeah. him in, dude, and just keep the pedal on the metal. Let him get, let him get reps for dude, the season. Boy. I can see that. Here, here's the key for me, and this is what I want to see out of Georgia State, and this is what I also want to see out of BYU. If our O-line can get a push – can get a push at least two or three yards up the field. I hate running these screens and sweeps Dude, because we can't screens. get a freaking push off the line. This is just like my pet peeve with Tennessee football, uh, pro and college. Honestly, yep. We we, we can't be running these screens and third sweeps. and seven. Throw it down the field, please. Down t- Titans the and Vols. Field. It's our dang fight song, man. Down the field. <laughs> Titans and Vols. If we're over the. Th- Hour thirty-five. If it's more than third and twelve, that's fine for me to for you y'all to run a draw. But I besides agree. that, throw it downfield. Take a chance. There's no reason not to. Can you imagine if uh, Vrabel was like coaching the balls? Can you think about how many like how many risky chances we'd take, and maybe how many we Vrabel's pull got off. some balls on him. Vrabel's got a it. pair on him, dude. I don't know. We saw some. We saw some fourth inches tonight in our own territory. I know suck. It's suck ups for a preseason game, but getting the reps, man. Fourth and inches, I want to pound that thing. Like I know Derrick Henry hasn't played all preseason, which also takes away from our, from the defense playing the run a lot. But fourth and inches, fourth and one, <laughs> pound it up their ass, boys. Come on. I'm a big 25 yard field goal kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's rid- ridiculous. We. I'm a big kick it on uh, fourth and one the, inside our own ten kind of guy. The, the draws on third and ten and not going for it on fourth and inches. 20 yards away from the end zone has to stop like if you have one of those like the third and 10 thing like you said over third and 12 like the defense is playing back the odds of you completing a pass 15 or so yards to get the first down are small you're probably going to throw a pick or especially if you're in your in your own territory but if you've got like third and 11 or less like they're not playing a prevent defense or something they're going to be playing a normal defense where you could actually reasonably get that first down and And like you said it's all situational 
too. Like it's also like third and twelve when we're beating them. Like when we're up at least two scores, yeah, just kick it back to them. If we're confident in our defense that day, like, it obviously not? depends where you are. But especially when we have Derrick Henry, uh, they're going to be playing the run so heavy. Passes are going to be open. Like we haven't seen that in the preseason, and we probably won't see in the preseason. But oh shoot. That whole time we were talking about the Titans? No, I think we're talking about both, honestly. I mean, we're talking, we're talking about Derrick about, Henry. We're talking about both. Honestly, similar teams, to be com- completely honest. I agree. We both like to run the ball a lot. Vols are running back by committee, but we have some Derrick Henry-esque people back there. Banks. Dude, Jeremy Banks. Isn't he, wait, is he going to play linebacker? I think he's playing linebacker. He's going to play some ILB, yeah. Oof. I think both Titans That's and Vols. a bad Vols, man right there. I think they both rely heavily on... I mean, the Vols run a pretty pro-style offense, at least they did last year, and they rely heavily on it's kind of the run-first option and then the play action off of that. Um, at least it was last year because I don't think we could protect Garantano, but it'll be interesting to see this year if we do the same sort of scheme. All right, what about what about baseball, Jack? What, I know I know playoffs are coming up in a couple months. Give us a quick little take on, on your baseball playoffs. Dude, if I had to give, like – if I had to give like literally a two minute spiel about baseball, man, I I would be happy. It's gonna kill me saying this, man. It is gonna kill me saying big this. Red Sox guy, Cardinals big Red the Sox series. Oh, dude, I would love to see the Cardinals <laughs> make a playoff run. You and me both. But if we're being completely honest, like Bellinger and the Dodgers are too good not to go to this World Series again this year. I mean, like, listen. First of all, Red Sox beat their ass last year. World Series champs 2018. Not I a big ride, deal. I will that title until I die, man, or until at least a new one gets crowned this this year. But man, I, I honestly, ever since Machado left, I I would love to see the Dodgers win this year. And to be honest, I would love to see the Yankees get there and then lose there to the Dodgers. They got a lot of people hurt right now, so if if they can get people back, they can make a run. Well, here's the thing, man. Here's the thing too, like. As the resident uh, Red Sox fan, I mean, man, we're only like four, four and a half, <laughs> five games back of the second home, wild card game. I mean, like, we're not mathematically out yet, but I mean, I think teams you got to watch are going to be the Yankees, obviously. Uh, they're going to be the Dodgers. Uh, you always got to watch out for the Astros. And man, Indians are my sleeper this year. I think they might be. Uh, they might. They might make a run for it too. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see see how this season wraps up. I mean, it's just been. It's been a rough season for the for the old Red Sox fans and uh, man, shout out Section Ten podcast. It's coming down the pipe. I mean, it's coming soon. I'm <laughs> I'm excited for it. Griffin, way too early hockey predictions. What do you, boys? Give me a dark horse. No, give me a, give me a Predators We're, prediction. I I don't even have a dark horse because the Preds are getting it done, boys. I hate being Holy. that. I hate being that guy. That's like man, we're on this whirlwind again, man. We are on this whirlwind we, again. We just—it's like we got off the roller coaster and we're like, all right, let's go again, dude. It's <laughs> the same thing every year with Titans, Vols, Preds. It's like this is our year, man. I I want to be realistic with the Preds, but at, right after we signed Matthew Shane, I was looking at the roster and I'm like, man, we. I mean, I love the PK trade. I love PK. Oh, he did man. so much, but like the PK trade See to get PK. Duchesne, like we need offense, and we got one of the best offensive centers in the game. I, so. I think it's a little bit different because like the Vols and the Titans are like, all right, man, let's just see if we can uh, can make it this year. But like with the Preds, there's like there's so much potential and so it's much like, expectation. It's literally like like you're you're reaching out. It's like it's honestly like a a, a, a carrot and a donkey, like. You just like dangle the little carrot in front of them, and we're like, "Oh, we can get it this year. We can get it this year." And I mean, you guys think Stanley Cup or bust bust of a season this year? 
That's what people ask every year. So I'm just asking you. Make it to the Stanley Cup or win the Stanley Cup? Win it. If, you, mean, if we don't win the Stanley Cup, will you be satisfied? Dude, honestly, season? make it to the conference final and I'll be happy. I, really? It, I mean, yeah. Make it make it to the Stanley Cup, win or lose. I, w- I won't be happy if we lose, but like, I feel like we're on the right track again. We've been on the right track for the last couple of years, but I think, I mean, well, we probably watched 50 games together last year. Like, I think... We know we have the capability. It's just sometimes the effort's not there. Poyle like, has just made too many moves that it's it's like it's we're too far removed from that seventeen Stanley Cup run. Yeah, that's over. I mean, we got to move on from that. No, totally. I'm just saying that I think that that team and that chemistry that like went to the Cup that year is yeah. is like dead and gone. And I think that you're just like you're honestly putting money down on like a brand new team. We we definitely sacrificed chemistry for skill, which I think we you can build chemistry over eighty two games, obviously, but. I think we can establish that chemistry and establish that run leading into the playoffs that we can do it. But it's definitely – I mean, obviously the NHL is the most – It's the hardest trophy to win. Hardest trophy to win, yeah. It's it, it's not easy to win. It could be any team that's hot at that time. But hot take? It's up there with the World Series trophy? Oh, I think Stanley Cup way surpasses World Series trophy. <sighs> I don't know, man. World Series, you got. I mean, it's a long ass season, yeah. But World long Series, long ass season, long ass playoffs too. Not compared to NHL. I mean, N or AL. The C, the DS is five games. The CS is seven, and the you World Series five, is seven, seven, and seven. I mean, that's f- five, seven, seven. The NHL is seven, 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 seven. If you're going all the way, yeah, I guess that is true. I mean, as a ratio compared to the regular season, NHL, the playoffs is definitely another like quarter of a season. But I think they're both hard to win, but. I, mean, I guess we do it on the front end because honestly, like the last weeks of the play of like the playoff race for it, baseball, it, for baseball is almost like like the pre playoffs in yeah, that in that yeah. sense. Like I mean, it comes down to the wire every single year. What would you boys say is the if the Preds want to get the Stanley Cup? Obviously, we want to get it, but if they were to do it, what would be the thing where you'd look back and say if that hadn't happened, we wouldn't have won? Like, what's the biggest key? You can't say it yet. for us to get for us to do for us to win the cup you can't even say it yet in my opinion way too early i would say everybody healthy and peck has got to have a good season i, I don't want the president's cup because obviously oh yeah we've had that shit before and that doesn't mean anything but another question for you i know it's unlikely for the vols but between the vols titans and preds if you could see one championship vols as a student predators and titans as whatever which, if you could win one major championship in your life, would you rather be the Preds, Titans, or Vols? Go ahead, Beard. Predators. From a residential, like, Nashvilleian. I mean, like, I'm taking my Red Sox fandom out of this, man, but, I mean, like, the Predators have been my team since I was fucking born. I don't... I can't, I can't not see the Predators winning and, like, not cry my eyes out. Dude, like, when we went, when we went to the Western Conference Final and those horns went off and the freaking smoke went up everywhere, I, I, I shed a tear. Dude, I don't think... I don't think I've ever seen any city, let alone just Nashville, have be that electric rallying behind a sports team when the Preds made it to the final. So to answer your question, I'm saying Preds because I think we've worked so hard and been so close, and I think the city of Nashville would go absolutely berserk. My personal opinion, I would say the Titans just because, I mean, I've been a Titans fan since the day I was born. I think a Super Bowl would be amazing. I've told many friends off i've cut many friendships off because (laughs) (laughs) mario did doubters and titans doubters and i'm always optimistic for the titans but what do you think the city would be like titans super bowl versus pred stanley cup i definitely think the 
Stanley Cup would be better. Stanley Cup might be better, but I think the Titans would be more for the city. But I think the best party. That was questionable right there. Dude, Titans means more it, for the city. Y'all on, didn't see it on audio, but Griffin and I just leaned back in our seats and oh, looked at each other bold, a little bit. Oh, man. I think the best party would be as a college student, college senior, I know it's never going to happen. I know it's not going to happen. But the Vols <laughs> winning a national championship while we're here, basketball, football, whatever, like the streets would go crazy. Like it would be the one of the best nights of our lives. Like I know it's not going to happen, but I would, if I could see one, I would say the Titans. Here's my thing, too, is that, like, it's always different because if, if the Titans won a Super Bowl, it's going to be at a neutral site somewhere far, far away from Nashville. Yeah. With, with, with hockey, there's a chance that it happens in our hometown on the night of. Yeah. Like, That's a good point. There's, and, I mean, we saw what we did last for, this, for the, uh, sorry, the cup run. I mean, the streets were flooded. Watching, being at the game six where we lost the Stanley Cup and seeing the Penguins freaking lift the Stanley God, Cup. God, dude. I in mean, our own freaking arena, man. I mean, watching that thing get brought on onto the ice and imagining us lifting it in our own stadium. Oh my god, boys. I'm getting chills. Well, y'all we're wrapping it up here. Twelve thirty AM. Man, thanks for tuning in to our second ever training camp podcast. Guys, we couldn't have done it without you. Uh if you're listening on Spotify, you should be able to minimize the little window. Press follow, and you're going to be able to get notifications every time we post. And another exciting piece of news, this is going to be the last podcast where one of our teams aren't playing. It's about time, boys. Let's get the season rolling. I'm ready for all three seasons. Uh, listen on your way to class. Listen in between classes. Find a time to listen. There's, There's really no reason to not to. No, not at all. 40 minutes. That's a 20-minute walk to class, 20-minute back. It works. We're open to any suggestions, too. Let us know if you have any ideas. Natty Ice, hit me up with that sponsor, Bud Light Orange. I'm open to the sponsor, too. I'll quit drinking Natty Ice if you want to sponsor us. If we're talking sponsor about sponsors, me. I want a sponsor from Spit and Chicklets Podcast. Hey, Pink Whitney, shout out. Can't wait for that to come out September 1st. Let's go. All right. All right. We're See wrapping it up here. Thanks for listening to the podcast. It's Will's World with two Ds, boys. Peace. <laughs>